0: Future trends, deep insights, industry leaders. This is the iGaming Next podcast with your host, Pierre Lindt. Hello, iGaming intelligentsia. Before we start today's podcast, here is a message from our sponsors. The iGaming Next podcast is made possible with the support from our sponsors at Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. I've been working with Ashley Lewis and the guys over at Pragmatic Solutions over the last year and as the early supporter of this podcast, I cannot recommend them enough. The Pragmatic Solutions player account management platform is an incredibly powerful technology stack for today's gaming business. Their modern modular platform provides all the core services to power your business and their SaaS licensing model allows you to reduce cost. And accelerate your strategic goals enterprise technology with decades of operational know-how at scale built in upgrade your business to the pragmatic solutions pam platform visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, an industry-leading content provider of slots, live casino, bingo, and virtual sports. Pragmatic Play excels at creating an immersive, engaging, and mobile-focused experience for players, with over 200 HTML5 games that are available in all currencies, 31 languages, and all major certified markets. Discover more at pragmaticplay.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Bombay Experience. Defining the future of luxury gaming experiences from digital through to physical. Seamlessly. Flawlessly. Exclusively. Visit Bombay.io. This podcast is brought to you by Playson, the fastest-growing digital entertainment supplier for the global gaming industry. Operating across 20 regulated markets and with more than 140 partners worldwide, Playson's diverse portfolio of enthralling casino games, captivating tournaments, and promotional tools are proven to maximize player engagement and retention. To find out more, visit www.playson.com. All right, uh, Phil, so uh, we want to start this podcast uh, today by paying tribute to uh, one of the greats of the iGaming industry, uh, Mr. Tim Heath. Do you, do you want to say a couple of words uh, here, Phil?
1: I mean, he's a charitable man. He helped me save many sick animals. He has a fishing boat now, apparently. Yes. And just an all around legend.
0: Just an all around legend. All around yes.
1: legend. I think that's how we can describe him.
0: I, I, th- I think so. so, so, so. so. Yes. <laughs>
1: so, uh. Salute, Tim.
0: Salute to Tim Heath.
1: National Tim Heath Heat Day. So.
0: <laughs> National team day. What date is it today? Second of November. Second of November is National Team Heat Day. National Team yeah, Day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yo- Yolo, baby.
0: <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> That's how we're gonna start the podcast today. Because today we are in a new studio, the Agimel Studio. Uh, Phil, you have been blessed by becoming the first guest uh, of this uh, of this studio. So you uh, are inaugurating uh, the, the studio here today. We should we should like spill some water <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You the know they're gonna shout at you. Yeah, for that. Yeah, they told us we shouldn't do it, but anyway. Nonetheless, Phil, it's great to have you here, second time on the uh, on the podcast. How are you doing it today?
1: I'm good. I mean, this place is an immense. It's a yes. great location. The room's incredible. I yes. like it. Yes. And no, I'm good. Um thank you for having me back after the first one, where I think we insulted 50% of the island. <laughs> so now we're going to complete the circle and do <laughs> the other 50%. <laughs> the yeah.
0: other 50%. I like it. I like it. So why, why don't we uh, start straight away here and jump into things by... You know there's been a lot of talk lately um, evolution is in the in the news as per always uh, they released the quarterly reports uh, last week uh, fantastic quarterly reports overall great numbers um, and there's been some speculation uh, actually how big pragmatic uh, are because we talked about uh, the rng segment of mm-hmm. evolution and the fact that uh, evolution hasn't been able to grow uh, revenues organically in the uh, in the rng segment of their business on the other hand you know the the rumors the feeling the talk of town is that uh, pragmatic and other game studios are uh, exponentially increasing their revenues in their rng segments so i made this comment last week in the weekly news live stream that i've heard that uh, pragmatic is a similar size uh, when it comes to um, how much revenue they're generating to Evolution. And so I want to just pass the ball over to you, Phil. Uh, how big are Pragmatic uh, uh, compared to Evolution?
1: I mean, I'm glad we didn't prepare for this because, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, I mean, I can give you our figures yes. vaguely without breaking any NJs, but Pragmatic are our biggest RNG slot provider by a good 30 to 40% ahead of Play and Go. Those are our two big industry leaders with No Limit City in third. Yeah so on an rng side they are by far the biggest their content is always out every week the slots are good they know how to target to an audience they're they're very very good at what they do yeah on the live casino side they are growing um at the moment i mean you can look on the lobby because people are wondering how many players how much traffic they have on dreamcatcher for example from evolution and then the Dream wheel, it might be called, on Pragmatic. <laughs> Copy-paste. I mean, yeah. Um, there's more players on Prag than there is on Evo right now, by, oh. by triple. Wow. They have 3,200 when I last looked, and Evo yeah. had 1,100. Oh, my God. But Evo has Crazy Time, which has 17,000 yeah. concurrent players. Pragmatic average about 2,000 for Sweet Bonanza. Mm. So it would not surprise me if Prag was somewhere within 25% of their live volumes. Yeah. But on the RNG, I would say they're a lot higher. Wow. like than EVO, wow. because EVO, I mean, their games aren't as popular as Pragmatics, to be completely honest. yeah. I mean, I'm not including Nolan City in that because it's new, but the others.
0: Yeah. Why is that, do you think, yeah, on the RNG side specifically, that uh, Prague is doing that
1: well? <laughs> um, Prague are doing well because they actually focus on, w- like, making a specific type of slot, but they make it, they make all of them different. There's not that many copies. They come out with one every week. They're always relevant. They work with the affiliates. They work with big win board guys, for example. Just a shout out them because I seem to do that every time. Yeah, um, Daniel. Daniel yeah, everybody watching? loves Daniel. Yes. No, but they have decent volatility but not too high. Casinos can afford to put them live and pay out a big win if it happens. Uh, whereas some of the other, like Nolan City content, for example, with much, much bigger max wins is less affordable so the games might not be released at the highest stakes. Hmm. So, therefore, less GGR, less income, less VIPs. Right. So, Pragmatic just seem to have this niche of medium volatility, high stakes, bonus buys at 100x, not 1,000x or 2,000x. They just seem to have nailed that middle-of-the-road concept. Right. And they are, them and Play and & Go are probably the two big ones for that.
0: Right, right, right. And, um, and why do you think Evolution is seemingly not uh, able to grow the RNG segment?
1: Because... They spend their time... I mean, they've, what they've done on Live Casino is incredible. Like, their games are genius. I don't think anyone would argue with that. They have a couple of... I mean, even Todd said Cybert was crap. Yeah. But I can't swear on this podcast, can I?
0: It, yeah, you can. I mean... Yeah. God, it's shit. So, <laughs> they, but
1: then they have, like, Crazy Time, Monopoly. Like, these games are world-leading, best-in-class by a long way. The problem is, is that if you take a look at their last two, three years of slot releases they are on average below average some are not good at all they have one or two decent ones but even since they took over big time gaming and big time gaming I mean I love Nick what he did how he built it hmm. Bonanza, Megaways, Danger High Voltage these games were legendary but then since EVO has come in their releases have been not very well received like no one's really playing them it's, it's strange that since that happened the quality of the games has gone down And I don't know if that's because they got rid of the teams who were inventing them and now they're doing it in-house, or if literally it's one of those, we have an idea, it's gonna work, we have this new idea for slots with music with different wild variations. And then after that, do you run out of ideas maybe? Hmm. So it's like NetEnter releasing just the same old kind of stuff, even the new game isn't, isn't really that popular. But since Dead or Alive 2 and Vikings, it has dropped considerably in the quality so i think their issue is quality yeah. because even if you add up no limit city and red tiger and big time gaming on our mga casinos that doesn't amount to the volume we do on no limit city so those right. three combined are less than the one they've just acquired for 300 and whatever million.
0: Oh wow so that's how big yeah, no limit city are they're, they're huge
1: yeah, yeah. yeah i mean they're our third biggest provider yeah
0: yeah wow to give some context uh, to, to this, uh, how much have uh, uh, Pragmatic, uh, kind of No Limit City, Play and Go, how much uh, have they grown from year to year, would you say, approximately in revenue?
1: I would, I mean, I can use what our casinos do. Yeah. I mean, we've gone from, we've got 6x growth on Prague in the last three years. Yeah. I mean, that is down to our casinos growing as well. But if we're doing that, yeah. I can imagine everyone else is doing Similar numbers, yeah. so I would say pragmatic is probably if it was to go public of a scale of evolution. Oh wow! Ish. Yeah, yeah. So uh, l- lucky that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which right sure. That's, that's um, why they can afford eight hundred account managers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, but um, if you look at because because what I mean more if you if you take uh, the revenue from your casinos uh, in a in a pie chart uh, and divide them by. The game studios, you will obviously see who has the biggest kind of market share uh, within your studio. So can you see this uh, shifting a lot? Like, uh, so say three years ago, for example, yeah. Pragmatic maybe were quite a small piece of the pie, whereas yeah. now obviously they are a huge piece of the pie.
1: I would have said three years ago, Pragmatic were 5%. I'd 5%. say playing Go was 20 yeah, Plango was, was big Still big, yeah um, Obviously Yggdrasil was up there Back in the day But now mm-hmm. they're still doing okay They just haven't grown much I would yeah. say right now Prague across all our GGR Is about 24% Oh well. so wow So that's a quarter of all of our yeah, GGR it, Yeah, right, right It's just one provider Evolution combined About 13
0: 13? mm Wow, so they are significantly smaller than the Pragmatic. Uh, yeah, this in small this sample size. So yeah, of course. Yes.
1: No, no, of but course, I would, course. I would say on average, I would say Prague's probably a little bit bigger. But well, again, we push, I mean, we get, I'm trying to think of the nice way to do this without breaking any NDAs. <laughs> we work with Prag quite closely on <laughs> promotions and yeah. they give us a nice kind of package yeah. along with that deal with them that we can use to promote their games through our gamification system, Univo, yeah. shout outs to Alexis, yeah. and um, that system works really well. So the system he's built can work with a sole game provider to push their games and then we will give away money to the winners of that tournament. Yeah, and. Prague have given us money for that before, and they do a good job of kind of looking after us and making sure that the systems and the promotions work well. So their account management is very hands-on even. Whereas on the other side, I would say it's not quite the same level of care and attention.
0: Right, right, right. So, so pragmatic, play and go, no limit city. We mm-hmm. mentioned here, of course, are, are doing well. Um, what about the other game providers? You have a, so, for example, Relax Gaming. Um, uh, hacksaw, others uh, ha- ha- who are like the standouts uh, today if you get like um, who are the ones that are doing well and who are the ones that perhaps are you, just you
1: completed our top five with those yeah. two so relax okay. is I think fourth hacksaw's fifth mm. so hacksaw from the past two years has gone up by about a hundred fifteen hundred percent now about sixteen mm. x growth wow since they released uh, wanted dead or are well, they're, they're Their kind of profitability of those slots on our casinos has just gone crazy right like they had one good release with chaos crew and then they actually followed it up with something better yeah and not a lot of places do that okay to be honest
0: so so they kind of had like they had the one game that uh, that really shot them and then
1: good momentum afterwards so they used similar math they invented a different way of bonus buys it's it was a nice way of doing it they're they're a good provider i mean so good that allegedly evo tried to buy them and they wanted too much money, is okay. what I heard. I don't know how true yeah, that is, yeah, but yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it became No Limit City instead. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, then they went after No Limit Instead, which was mm. probably the right decision with where their volume is based being regulated mostly as opposed yeah. to a lot of crypto carousel traffic. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, difficult. Uh, and uh, um, what would you say, like... Evo is obviously—they uh, have a lot of cash on hand. Um, I think about 320 million euro on their balance sheet now, and, and um, that's enough. They, that's that's enough, to, uh, enough to have fun for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yes. And um, the, in the last quarterly report, they—they uh, uh, they didn't uh, um, award the shareholders any dividends or anything like this. So um, perhaps uh, you would—you could—you could, you could uh, make the assumption that. Uh, uh, more acquisitions are coming. They, they want to p- potentially use this money to acquire other uh, game providers. Um, what would you say is a game provider that uh, uh, EVO should be looking at acquiring?
1: I mean, two or three years ago, I just said relax, but. Yeah no that's not really possible yeah yeah. um i mean if they tried hacksaw before i think they would try again Hmm. that wouldn't surprise me at all if hacksaw did it but i think hacksaw is owned in a couple of different places okay mainly on like if you think about where those games are streamed there could be some rights in that direction okay so i mean when it comes to game providers the one i mean my favorite game provider at the moment is Thunderkick. All all their back history of catalog, or back catalog history, however you would say that, is (laughs) is really good quality. There's not really many bad games. I would try and purchase that because it would be cheaper, and then... Rebuild off their models because they have really good games. That's where I would look, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I think you could have been right on your iGaming Next to the letter with Light and Wonder. I was
0: going to ask you this exactly this. So, so during iGaming Next Valletta a month ago, mm. Robin Reed he made a bold prediction that uh, uh, Light and Wonder is prime to be. Acquired by Evolution, uh, this caused the, the stock market to uh, to react, and uh, Light and Wonder increases their share value by like seven percent the next day. So you can call Robin Reed, the Elon Musk of Aging, if but you But now, will. if I say yes.
1: this now and it goes up by ten percent, Robin then, Reed needs to give me a call, I think, and we can work something out together.
0: Exactly. Maybe maybe the new the new uh, Elon Musk. 07 point seven percent. Exactly. So so Light and Wonder. Do so you think it's a plausible? For sure, possibility. I, I
1: mean the way, what well, I was thinking about this yesterday uh, when I was waiting to get let into my house because I left my keys in the house, true <laughs> story, what I think about on my driveway is acquisitions and mergers. Yes. Not, not, not what an idiot you are. But, no, I was, so. ju- I was just waiting for someone to come with keys. Um, I'm thinking that would it make sense for Evo to get more involved in live casino as in real life casinos, as in land-based. Right. And the way into that would be SG on Novomatic. Right. So it would not surprise me if that direction went in that way because then they could put some of their slots into live casino straight away. Like big-time gaming games work quite well. I know they did a Megaways Bonanza deal in Vegas for some Bonanza games. Yes. So that would not surprise me if they went down that direction. Right. But no, I think Robin could be right but i think they'll need more than 380 million in cash for that one yeah cash, yeah. cash and stock options cash
0: and stock options it would be to uh, to make that happen i think yeah. Uh,
1: heavy buy on evolution
0: <laughs> yes exactly i think the, the light and wonder is uh, yeah it's seven eight billion dollar market cap something like that, that the evolution is floating around the 20 billion mark or something on your side so i mean market cap wise it's a big acquisition but uh, it's definitely not out
1: of scope no it's not and they kept the ceo the interim ceo who stepped up has been full-time bought on so would it make sense that he was the one that set this up
0: yeah yeah who knows who knows knows? robin might know if anyone if you're ever in doubt then call robin robin and tim robin tim Tim. was
1: also right with his courtesy prediction
0: (laughs) right 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 yeah so If you would make, if you just take an evolution aside, uh, um, there's uh, consolidation in the industry, uh, you know, companies, uh, mergers, acquisitions. Uh, What would be um, like an acquisition that
1: makes sense overall in the industry right now, do you think? I mean, apart from evolution going into land-based? Yeah. I I think we'll see more US land-based take over some online people over the next year. I think that will keep going. Yes. Um, when it comes to distribution, I can see possibly, it wouldn't surprise me for Relax lax try to buy Yggdrasil. Okay. I'll take yes. I, It's never going to happen, but okay. that would kind of make sense to me.
0: Where, is, where does uh, Yggdrasil fit into the ecosystem right now?
1: Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. They've, got, they've gone through so much change. I'm going like, to be nice about them because they have gone through a lot of yeah. senior management change and account management change. We haven't really spoke to them that much. Okay. But, I mean, they had that deal with Avatar Studios, which have made some really good content. <laughs> the, re, the, the Yggdrasil in-house games have kind of slowed down a little bit. <laughs> um, but they are a premium studio, so it would not surprise me if someone tried to acquire that at all
0: yeah it's irgendder uh, silver early out like in in the um in in the process when when the shared wallet became a thing mm. in the industry, uh, I think uh, Frederick Alquist, uh, he was one of the uh, kind of pioneers who, uh, who were one of the first ones who, to open a game studio and this kind of like new avalanche of game studios that yeah. then followed.
1: But they, they did it really well. So their games were such high quality visually. Mm. It's like even go back all the way back to like Golden Fish Tank. the max win was 300 times stake, but you didn't care because... The fish were cool. <laughs> like this is twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen and no one had really made anything this yeah. kind of good quality graphics. And they've kind of kept that going. It is it's a good studio. I right, like it. Right, right.
0: What, what's your what's your favorite game of all time? Jesus. <laughs> it's like asking about the favorite movie or the favorite
1: I've got I've got three for different reasons. Yeah. I think Bonanza is one because what Nick did with Megaways and how he brought that into the general population, it was like the third Megaways slot after yeah. Dragonborn and Queen of Riches, I think. Yeah. But that game changed gaming for the next five years. So the amount of deals he's made on Megaways right. and the percentages, that has changed how slots are made. Mm. Um, Reacttunes is an amazing game because of the concept of the grid and how it works and everything. And I really think Dead or Alive 2 is a great game. <laughs> but I th- that's only because I was speaking to Kim from Casino Grounds as to how it was made and yeah. the volatility of it but also the fact it's affordable I think those three yeah. are probably my three favourites I would say
0: okay okay not the uh, like Money Train and this, uh, that are constantly okay. winning
1: awards no Money Train a good game but Anything where the bonus buy gets up to 500x or higher, because Money Train's base game is boring as hell. It's just, okay. a, it's just a bonus buy slot. <laughs> like If you look at our average per spin on yeah. like Temple Tumble, all the other relaxed games, like 60, 80 cents. <laughs> Money Train, 40 quid. <laughs> it's like no one plays a base game. So I can't okay. really call that the best slot if it's not really a slot. Okay. It's more of a big scratch card. Okay. okay. But it's, okay. It's, it's very clever, like yeah. the bonuses yeah. and everything. That is probably one of the best bonus rounds ever made. Yeah. So yeah. I can't knock it. But I just don't like the base yeah, game, yeah. it's boring. It's
0: it's not in the top three. It's basically. not in the top three. three, three. It's about
1: eighth. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm gonna do a top ten then. <laughs> Christmas list top ten. Okay, what well, if we reverse it?
0: What what are the three worst games that you ever played? <laughs> Starburst. <laughs> Starburst.
1: <laughs> no, you can't Starburst is so all you can't really knock it. No. Um three three worst games. I mean Reactums two was pretty bad. <laughs> c three most disappointing, like the three yeah. worst games the, the most games. The most
0: disappointing ones, yes. That's a better word I think. Yeah, I mean mm.
1: the border from No Limit City was a bit disappointing. I mean I love those guys, but mm. I don't think that concept worked very well for what they were trying to do. I don't think many people play it. Um, Reacttoons 2 was very disappointing because everybody waited for so long for a follow-up and it, they just made the most confusing slot of all time, okay. which you couldn't really work out what was going to happen Yeah. so I, actually, I made a bet with the head of AM at Playing Girl Go that Reacttoons 1 would outperform Reacttoons 2 within three months <laughs> and he said, hmm, okay but never really made the bet and I was right so <laughs> Reacttoons 1 is still better than Reacttoons 2 <laughs> and I mean you could just pick any of the last five or six NetEmp releases to be fair because we constantly expect them to be so good because of the EVO money and because of the kind of yeah. brains behind it, but they haven't quite turned that corner yet to make them number one position in the lobby slots. Yeah, They're yeah. just somewhere in the new category right now. We're waiting for the big, we've come up with an idea and right. it's really good. Not just, you know, like the newest one is just using callbacks to the older games yeah. and it's not, it just doesn't really work because people that gamble don't really look for that kind of stuff. Like, Red Tiger bought out Gonzo's Megaways, and that worked because it was a new idea. It wasn't the Gonzo character that made it so good. It was the actual game that made it so good. Mm -hmm. So they need to focus more on what they're making than the names. Right, right. That sounds Uh, really mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, if you you think about, uh, I mean, there's probably hundreds of game studios at this point Uh, many of them are very small right and they're all trying to break through uh, grab football first of all what does it take for a small game studio to break through Is, is there a secret sauce and secondly (laughs) <laughs> Who are the uh, uh, game studios that you think will break through in
1: 2023? Uh, Jesus Christ! Um, okay, so we start with a difficult question. All <laughs> yes. difficult questions. <laughs> so, I mean, to break through, they have to firstly not price themselves so low that they're not going to make any money. Okay. So, like, we have had game providers, not, not for Asia or anywhere where it's normally cheap, but for Europe, regulated, come to us and try and say mm. we can do it at five percent. And I'm just thinking, like a five percent. How are you making enough money to build a better system, to build better mechanics or maths or whatever? So I constantly try and get them to charge more to other people. I'll take them at five, but I want someone else to pay seven. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Um, So they need to not price themselves out, but also develop ideas and don't give up on them. Like if you look at Play and Go, for example, they had some pretty average to poor slots for quite some time. And then of Dead, they, they copied Novomatic, but they made that game popular, and then they got better. They made Reactoons, they made other similar games like that, and they just kept improving. You'll see slots only focusing on one market or copying other people's games or something. like. I mean, if you look at quite a few placement releases for a year ago when they started getting better, they were all copies of book games mm. like, or other similar things. It's just... The originality needs to be there, but it also needs to be fun. Yeah, yeah. And the one tip I would have for any game provider is please don't make the bonus round twenty minutes long. Mm. Like you see loads of these games which like oh it pays three thousand actually it took forty five minutes to do it. <laughs> Whereas Money Train Three takes like forty five seconds. You can win hundred grand. Yeah. It's like two to five minutes is perfect unless it's just going to retrigger forever. But. You don't want it to be so low volatility that it has to re trigger fifty times and take an hour to get two hundred X. Okay. You see a lot of those games coming in right, now which right, are right. so low paying, it just takes time to pay out. Right. And right. people don't play them over and over because they get bored. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. instant but not too instant. Right, right, right. Like, no, I can't make that joke. <laughs> I'm just going to make a sex joke. I'm not doing it. <laughs> come on, Paul, you
0: Get can... a Tim Heath picture back. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. We have that at least. Uh, and and uh, is there any any studio that comes to mind that uh, you think is positioned well to uh, to is become it's... the next No Limit City or the next Play Go?
1: There's a couple. I mean, the Blue Guru guys are making some good games. I, I know Andy from there, and he's he's had some ideas for a long time. So, what he's going to come out with over the next six months, I'm hoping it will get better. They have good concepts, but I think they're limited as to how volatile their games can be. So once they get past that marker, mm. then people will play them more because they are good quality games. Yeah. Um, I mean I spoke to you the other day about True Lab. They Right. Yeah. Igor. Yes. Igor flesh. <laughs> he's very polite. Plus <laughs> his heart. Super polite. Yes. Um there's I mean there's a couple I mean, when it comes to, it Storm, something with a storm in the title? I can't remember. There's so many nowadays. Yeah, yeah. We have 90 game providers live yeah. through Coruscant. Oh and there's 60 or 70 more trying to get on. So it's try- it's playing the games oh, and then well, working yeah. out which one you want. It's like a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's a few that are upcoming, but those two are pretty good. I mean, most people still wait to see what the big guys are going to bring out next. Yeah. So it's definitely for sure those two i mean you must have a couple Maybe. i
0: mean uh, for me it's it's uh, it's not really my forte uh, that side of the industry so to say uh, so i'm more a, a curious observer uh, here to to uh, try to understand uh, who <laughs> evolution or other of uh, the big ones should should be acquiring here or to at least have on their uh, front of their mind.
1: The return of Thunderkick will be good because they've stopped making games for a while. I think they yep. were consolidating or just I don't know, taking money out or something. Yep. But when they start making more games, that'll be pretty good, I think. Yeah. But there's a couple that we're that we're interested in. Yeah. So we're yeah. gonna see. We'll see. There's a lot of dice games and um, crash games and crypto games coming out. It's like everybody switched their focus to making those. Have, okay. you seen, have you seen the crash games?
0: The rocket takes <laughs> up. It's like the simplest uh, game it's, possible, right? It's the right?
1: simplest yeah. game. It's fake RTP because you can choose when you cash out. Yes. But it'll auto cash out at a certain time and the rocket could just go on forever to like yeah. fifty thousand, but no one's going to do yeah, that yeah. but it's, it's an
0: exciting game because it's like uh it's exciting
1: it, for three minutes yeah. <laughs> well
0: some players they play longer even some people only need three minutes <laughs> no comment <laughs> some people need less that's true uh, uh, <laughs> I, I saw by the way that um, it was like turbo games that uh, that changed the rockets to a witch uh, oh that was cool yeah At SBC. Uh, uh, yes, that's uh, now during Halloween.
1: Oh, they—they no, they had this on the screen at SBC, I think, saying this is coming for Halloween. Okay. And yes. I think they were talking about it at I gave me Next. But yeah, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. But yeah. there's there's a few like that. There's one that we met at SBC that I cannot remember the name of that I'm going to be very sad about because their games are actually quite good. Yeah. It was a lady with pink hair. A lady so with pink hair. If you're wandering around Sigma or I gave Next, New York. Yeah. Look for, look for a lady with pink hair pink and hair. ask her about her games. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you get the game studio. you need. Yeah, it's a good game studio. <laughs> good game. Oh, the name is bothering me.
0: <laughs> All right. Have, have a think about it, Phil. In the meantime, just uh, to linger on, on the kind of Evo discussion here to understand a bit uh, how big they are today and how big potentially they could become uh, if they uh, if they solve the RNG question growth mm-hmm. within the segment. So um, what would you estimate... Uh, like? evolution are huge today obviously and something like 84 percent of the revenue is derived from the live segment yeah but if you look at the um, entire agami industry uh, how big portion of that uh, of the gdr that is revenue uh, that is generated is generated from the live segment and uh, and how much of the total revenue is rng so if you divide it into two what would you estimate approximately
1: i think <laughs> The, the the live players fall into two categories normally. You have the very small size bettors who are playing for 1,000, 2,000x Lightning Roulette multiplier or something, Extreme Lightning Roulette. And then you have the big VIP guys who play roulette. They play blackjack. Yep. There aren't that many players who play 80% slots, 20% live. It's mostly one or the other. I, I would say across the market, it wouldn't surprise me if it was close to 20 25% live casino. Right. I mean, this is... Tricky basing it only on our numbers, but it's probably 80-20 for us. Yeah, yeah. So like that. there's just a lot more slots than there is live casino. It's like there's right. only, I mean... God knows what Todd's going to come up with next, but there's only one way of playing roulette, which is spinning a ball. Yeah. And there's only so many times you can reinvent the wheel. Well, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Put that somewhere. Um, this is the, this
0: is exactly what we wanted for the first episode. I of did new not even that is absolutely brilliant. Love it.
1: <laughs> and then you've got like blackjack. There's only there's free bet blackjack and refunded blackjack, okay. but there's not that much you can do. Yeah. So they're going to come up with game shows and innovative wheels and different things like that. Yeah. Like bingo, Monopoly Big Baller was good, but yeah. it's difficult to win on. Yeah. So the f- problem they have is they can only reinvent and evolve so much. Yes. And <laughs> slots can go in any direction. Right, so right, right. So, would, so
0: there's the issue with what you're saying. It's in the live segment, um, the, the there is limited variety and the type of games uh, uh, that you can uh, basically invent different mechanics around. So you end up kind of cannibalizing kind of. the games so a bit.
1: EVO against Bragg, like you're, you're arguing over the, the quality of the overlay, mm. the the table views and cameras, max bets, and I suppose in some cases, the attractiveness of the host or dealer or whatever, because some people might have their favorite one. I was talking to a girl who literally went on to Twitch streaming because she was so popular as an evolution dealer. I did not know that existed. Oh, really? She had people oh. go to her table because they liked her. They didn't let anything. Her. They just chatted to her all day. That's very cool. It's like, what are you doing with your <laughs> yeah. life just yeah. to be yeah. doing that? Yeah. So, no, she became a Twitch streamer. Yeah. So. That's fantastic. Genius.
0: That's so genius.
1: Yeah, she I love to them that. And now she's on Twitch. <laughs> um, and I would say it, there's only that many, like four or five different aspects how you can pitch roulette to someone yeah and there's only so many roulette that's going around so there's only room for i'd say two or three bigger studios and i think we have them now yeah. you're seeing people try and get into live casino but it doesn't work like over the past couple of years we've seen authentic we've seen i mean evo bought azugi we've seen just kind of takeovers of the smaller ones by the bigger ones that's what's going to keep happening basically yeah. i think yeah i don't think there's going to be a big competitor to evo Ever, it would surprise me apart from Prague. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, could see them getting bigger and bigger. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I mean, you know, we, live segments uh, traditionally was uh, the, the traditional. You know, you play roulette or you play blackjack, and um, obviously Todd and Evo, um innovated the live space by uh, by the um, launching the game shows. Uh, and that kind of, uh, that, that, that obviously generated a whole new pool of players. Um, do you hear any any talk or any, do you have any ideas perhaps uh, that you can disclose here to the audience or uh, to the world or uh, like this? Like what, what could be like the next uh, paradigm shift in live? Like, do you hear any talk about that or is it more kind of iteration that is taking place in this segment? Or do you think there will be another big uh, jump at some point?
1: I mean, I think they, that Evo and Todd especially would have mentioned this at Next or on their Great 22 YouTube video that they did. Yes. I, I, I don't think anything big is going to change the world until they invent it. I just don't think they've invented it yet. Okay. But I believe they will invent it. Okay. So I think Todd is the type of guy who will create something yes. insane. Yes. It's just going to take a while for it to happen, to be fair. Um, it's tricky. It's really tricky to know because... Yeah. It's like how do you know when something is gonna be amazing? Like he thought he had a hit with a couple of games that were not yeah. very good. But I, I can see a different variation of like a Monopoly style game coming in with the wheel, but with a more volatile but harder to hit bonus round. Yeah. I yeah. can see it becoming more like a jackpot wheel. Yeah. Which is I mean I'm just pitching this for free now, but which is <laughs> a lot harder game or a slower roulette where there's different there's a live segment on it like a roulette but there's a live segment which takes you through to something else right right so i i see them changing roulette into a game space rather than creating a new yeah. game
0: but you don't you're, you're not if, here if he, he does that by the way then we uh, need to uh, yes that, uh, we need to have it. you know it so we're gonna have a work <laughs> well we have it on camera here so. hmm. uh but uh, but you are not being pitched uh, or uh, like innovative uh, kind of game show ideas or live ideas or something like this from like smaller not kind, yet like, uh, startups it's it's more iterative what you are seeing still when you're being demoed
1: it's more cheaper pricing and yeah. different variations of the same kind yeah. of thing yeah. there's a lot of blockchain games being pitched a lot yeah. of variations of dice or crash games yeah. but there's nothing that anyone said we have the best thing in the world yeah like everyone just says ah oh, yeah we've, we've copied book of dead but it's three percent yeah i'm yeah. like okay <laughs> great charge five <laughs> exactly like two others charge everyone else so. <laughs>
0: all right so uh so Phil i to uh change subject here a bit. We, we mentioned uh, casino grounds a couple of times with Kim and, and, and the guys over there. Mm-hmm. And um, as we know, Twitch uh, just updated their terms and conditions uh, in order to ban streaming from what they call unregulated uh, casino operators. But what all, they all mean in principle four. is uh, yeah, stake <laughs> uh, and basically crypto casinos. Which, which
1: is, are technically regulated, so that's really bad yeah. bad use of the word.
0: Yeah, and uh, a, a stake... regulated in the uk as well i mean uh, um, wouldn't uh, wouldn't stake be able to just uh, you know hire streamers within the uk that streams from stake.co.uk and claim that they are uh, providing the streams uh, through their uh, regulated uk UK ukdc brand you know the difficult to write a, a terms and conditions that actually apply to the rights. The
1: problem is, is that the sites are separate as well. I had a look at the UK site. They yeah. have no there's game no content. Mm. Okay. So, like, there's no Evo there. It's just okay. 12 in-house slots what it seems to be. Okay. I mean, it's just a front? Uh, it's a bit of a front and they seem yeah. to be sponsoring Watford and Everton. Yeah, so it's and like, that's, that's it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Stake steak is pretty regulated. I actually, I've played on Stake, I'm not going to lie. It's a it's a very good website. Yeah. My, my issue... With it is how they stream it, and I think Twitch has the view that if they loosely generalize it as regulated, I'm doing air quotes in case I wasn't on camera. Yeah. Then they can get away with shutting down anyone they want. Yes. So I think they just left it so open that they can do that because technically those sites are regulated; they're just not very well adapted to responsible gambling or KYC right. or anything like that. Right. But right. I mean, Stake just closed down Germany. I oh, did. So, yeah. yeah. So. Hmm that's close, really interesting, I know. So if, if they're going to that level, of, when did that happen? I mean, last week, I think. Is it true? Yeah. Oh wow!
0: I don't think. People uh, are gonna. If I made
1: this, up, I really want to check. Yeah, yeah this I'm is gonna the check mechanism. while we talk. Yes, yes. Do, just do, in do, case I made
0: do, that up, do it, please. Uh, but um, I mean, as we uh, as we are talking about this, uh, it's um, it's interesting as well from Twitch point of view. What do you? How do you react? Because obviously, the fact that Twitch did take this action was kind of a. A reaction to the fact that uh, one of the streamers uh, came out with a gambling problem, and uh, he had been um, uh, he had been taken advantage of uh, some of his fan base uh, in order to borrow money uh, that was then transferred into uh, uh, this um, uh, crypto casinos where, where he lost a lot of money. There was a lot of there was a big outburst from the Twitch community uh, That uh, demanded uh, Twitch to take action against uh, the slots uh, uh, Section essentially mm. and this was the result of that. Did, did you find uh, I checked it.
1: They're uh, closing Germany and they blocked Ontario? So, Ontario, they, well, Ontario okay. so they're blocking the regulated markets that are taking action taking action but also yeah. that curacao is going to take action from so this all stems down to regulation it's curacao yes curacao and curacao directors now have to live in right. curacao okay where you're more under dutch law yes exactly. so these guys are having to be careful about what market they play around in. right so i think we're actually going to see as tim said this falls to so tim's ahead yes. of the game <laughs> well, whenever he's back, bring <laughs> tim back. Can, can we put Tim on the screen again bring tim back Quick. for this Because we're going to go back to what Tim said a month ago on your stage. This seems so scripted. It's really not. (laughs) It's really not. We had the idea to put Tim on the screen five seconds before we started the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. But No, I mean, Tim said that people are going to leave Curaçao. It's probably true. Because if Curaçao directors are not comfortable with the risk. there there is. There is. is. This is the man. Thank you, Tim. They're not comfortable with the risk of those markets being on Curaçao where there could be taxation, extradition, even anything like that. Then they're going to go to, as he said, the offshore regulators that are more offshore than Curaçao. So, so we're starting to see that now.
0: Such as, uh,
1: such as Costa Rica, unlicensed KGC. Uh, there's a few San, Saint Lucia or something. I think is one now. Yeah. Uh, Philippines. So basically, just go back and watch what Tim said, but then yeah. adapt it to this, and it's coming true. Yeah, but do it's coming know, true already.
0: Do you know the capital of Saint Lucia? Saint Lucia. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> well done. That's, that's impressive. I'm really good at uh, capital t- trick questions. Yes. Okay. Okay. We we can test each other out here during the podcast later on as well. Um, Be
1: a fun game, text in quiz question, <laughs> and we'll just answer
0: them. <laughs> um, so on Curacao, let's let's use, let's take a step back and just um, and just explain this to the audience as well. So um, the Curacao l- license has been popular within the um, Agami industry for a very long time. Um, and uh, since COVID, uh, Curaçao is, I don't know how, how you call it. it, it was a province of the, of the Netherlands. It used to belong to the Netherlands. How do you say it? I don't, I
1: don't say province, I mean, no one really knows. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's Dutchish. <laughs> it's Dutch-ish. <laughs> it's Dutch-ish. Dutchish. Okay, it's Dutchish. We'll
0: go with province. We go, we go with Dutchish. And uh, Curaçao had issues during COVID, uh, financial issues, obviously, mm. lost tourism and so on and so forth. And uh, in order for the Dutch to help Curaçao with financial aid, um, some of the requirements from the Dutch government was that you have to enforce the regulation more stringent and you need to be more transparent to the Dutch regulator, the KSA, Mm. essentially, in order to then receive this financial aid. Um, As far as I know, there hasn't been that many changes yet, but the expectation is that uh, uh, there will be a bit of an exodus uh, from Curaçao.
1: Yeah, they had original date of early October, but they pushed that back. I think they worked out what they did wrong in the Netherlands, and they had too much politics in it because the Dutch, I mean, <laughs> they came after us at one point, so we're going to go for that. Um, the, they are trying to make it right in order to keep the income for being offshore. That's their worry, that they need to keep that income, but they also need to play more by the rules. Mm. So they're, they're planning on having a minimum of the director and three staff in Curacao. They're planning on making it so that they share some data if it's a heavily regulated market, I believe. Yeah. So this is what's gonna lead to a bit of an exodus, but Curacao, Curacao will still be a good license to have because then it will be more supported. Mm. So more providers, more game providers, it will become cheaper to operate in because it's more regulated. Yeah. And you will see people only doing these black markets on other licenses and Curacao will return to more of a white-slash-gray anomaly. Yeah. And because of the the downfall of the kind of local regulated markets, like everywhere it's now regulated. Finland next year is going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah. It's just going to keep going and going.
0: Do you think Finland will, will become regulated? Yeah, for sure. Yes was the latest that you ever heard?
1: I heard okay. it's going to happen in 2023. Oh wow! From somewhere at a big banking company.
0: Oh wow! So because Finland, just for context, here, Finland has uh, strangely always been uh, anti any talk about uh, regulating crazy the, the Finns. Fin- yeah, yeah, the crazy <laughs> Finns. Uh, for for no for seemingly no apparent reason, fin- the Finns have just been just been very against uh, regulating the, the the market. And um, obviously, this this is one of the last unregulated. Unre- Markets in entire Europe, of course, but it's also a huge uh, market. The Finns are the Finns like to gamble essentially, and bonus abuse. I'm just gonna put that out there, they are
1: the worst country for bonus abuse that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, seriously, (laughs) like eight percent of the Finnish people we have are in some way bonus abusing, okay? And we can only prove it for half of them, okay? So it's no, it's 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 big. Not all fins, just yeah. to put that out just there. 8%. No, just eight percent. Not just eight percent fins.
0: Yeah, so every twelfth fin is about to of Every twelfth fin, yeah. I don't like. I it. So we're gonna,
1: <laughs> Kimi Räikkönen, don't like it. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 gonna happen. Like a lot of people are talking about it, and the kind of banking and payment companies are starting mm. to expect it. But from what we believe, it's not going to be that heavily regulated. So there should uh, st- should still be opportunities there, I would say. Okay, And it's
0: only it's only recently where the discussion amongst the politicians have opened up to even discuss the regulation. Mm. It seems like things are moving very quickly, in other words.
1: I, I think they see how much money Sweden's making mm. and they kind of want to copy it, but kind of eliminate a couple of the loopholes about how you can still be in Sweden under different licenses and that kind yeah. of thing, as long as you're not targeting. So I, I, I fully agree with the targeting laws because the EU is an open place. Yes. But you do have to protect your players. So I, I'm fully supportive of any EU legislation towards protective gambling. Yeah. And I really think they should step in at some point. Right. No one's ever going to take me up on this. But it needs to happen one day. It needs
0: to happen, yeah. It has to and, happen. And if it's going to happen, it's it should happen under uh, reasonable terms. I mean. Yeah,
1: so the EU just sets... RG, AML, KYC yes. thresholds, they set the thresholds and the RTP and everything. And then each country can just pick its own tax. Mm. That works right. for everybody. Right, right And right. then you just have to pay that tax to go into that country. There's no way around it. Yeah. And it can be that, it can be tax on, if they do tax on bets for suicidal, but it, mainly VAT yeah. of some sort. And everybody would pay that because the laws are the same for everywhere. You don't need 200 different staff to do RG because there's 25 different ways of doing responsible gambling. Yeah. It's just one. Yeah. but they, they just can't be bothered. And also, it's really bad for Tier 2 operators because the only people that can afford to go into all the places are your big Tier 1s, which is why it's not in their interest, really, for this to happen. Yeah.
0: Unlike uh, the state of uh, California uh, here, which is, which uh, exactly. which was which, uh, according to Prop 27, the uh, potential legalization of sports betting uh, would definitely have been a state for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, a license fee of a hundred million dollars <laughs> right <Pricey. laughs> evo could buy three evo could buy three if they wanted to yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. and they still have cash on the, still cash have on the million. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't do anything with them but they, hey they have three licenses this is
1: what they're going to be doing buying and reselling licenses <laughs> so, i
0: don't think you'll ever be the ceo of evolution no <laughs> i'm not swedish <laughs> fair enough but, well, on the state of California, basically the um, actually the, uh, the 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 proposition twenty-seven is drafted by the industry itself, the likes of DraftKings, uh, Flutter, and others, and they themselves are suggesting this hundred million dollar license fee. So that's the starting capital that you need in order to operate in California. Tier one operators. Tier one operators. Yes. And, I mean,
1: DraftKings has the money. Uh, yes. I don't know how. <laughs> but yeah, they have
0: yeah, I don't know. No, they 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 have a strong back. I mean, uh, so Evolution three hundred million, uh, the DraftKings uh, something like one point five billion or something like that. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's what kind of carries them through this uh, time at the moment when they are losing a uh, one billion a year. I know, but even right. from a
1: player side, that site is it's amazing. It's what's been missing from sports in Europe for a long time. Yeah, they just don't push it. Okay. It's, it's not pushed anywhere. They sponsor every advert in the NFL. They sponsor right. NBA courts. It's got draftings written on the court. But then you have, let's take Manchester United or yes. Liverpool or Man City, pick your favorite. Mm. There's, there's nothing. There's no, no things going around. There's nothing advertised anywhere. And this is a fun, more affordable, cheaper way of gambling because you're not betting big, not big money. Mm. You're betting $3 and you're picking a team. Right. And that lasts a whole weekend. Yeah, this is way more responsible than yes. doing a ten-team accumulator every week for fifty quid that you're never going to win. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also fun. It's mathematical in yeah. the history and the research of the players. I don't get why that isn't more taken up in. Yeah. In well, they have a Maltese license because I play on it, but they don't have that many players.
0: Right, right. So the the parlays uh, the, basically.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't get why DraftKings isn't bigger here for the fantasy side. It just makes no sense to me because their fantasy stuff is insane. It's live updated at every pass. Yeah. How do they get that? I mean, Amazon, but it's so good. How it's done <laughs> it's faster than watching it on TV. Your DraftKings will update before it's happened on the TV. Wow, it's that fast. <laughs> Makes no sense. I think they should be much bigger and much better marketed in Europe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think, I think so. they're owned by Flutter, aren't they?
0: DraftKings, Yeah. Uh, DraftKings is it's it's own company. Oh. Yeah. It's uh Jason Robbins, the CEO, he has actually controlling voting rights in that company. Oh, so it's uh, yes, exactly. okay, so, so <laughs> yes exactly so I'm on the wrong way. Yes exactly. Sounds stupid. So it's, uh, <laughs> after an hour into this conversation uh, and, mm. we, and we realized it was it was just a charlatan that we were talking to here. <laughs> 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 All right, roll up roll up the tape. Um but going back to Twitch, uh, mm. a- again to, to talk about this, Like, do, do you think, um, is it the right move of Twitch to ban Stake.com and other
1: streamers? I think it's the right move to ban that way of streaming. Mm. But the thing is for this to work, Twitch would have to verify each streamer as to if they would be legitimate real money streamers providing the right way of doing things. And And who has a
0: solution to that?
1: I have a solution to that. Ah, there we go. We shut shut that down. (laughs) We shut that down because nobody gave a shit. Really? Yeah, literally. The people watching didn't really care. Some of the streamers cared, but didn't think it wait, was. Wait, wait, so,
0: so, before, so basically, Phil, to explain to the audience again, like you, like the issue within the casino streaming scene is that it's difficult to know who is streaming for real money and who is streaming for fake money. And um, you created a independent audit auditor, say, that would basically verify the streamer of being real money streamer. And they would get like a check mark, and then basically the audience could see who is real money streamer and who is fake money. But this didn't work.
1: It didn't work. I mean, I I was I realized I said this without working out that I didn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> it didn't work. So no, we we would. Be, I had a person who did it. So we had yeah. a t- two team of two KYC and um, checking agents. Yeah. So they would check the deposits. They would check it against bank statements. They would check the three month history of that bank to see if there was money going backwards and forwards between the casino also any crypto holdings we could check it through the blockchain i mean we put effort into this yeah the website works the verification worked we verified people we rejected two people because we found something fishy enough to not verify it yeah and then there was a lot of twitter arguments with people who said you're clearly owned by people like rush dean it's like uh, how if we're not verifying him it's like i would love him to verify please send, send him our yeah, way. Yeah. it's like the backlash against it because people i mean this is the problem with living in the trump age is that people don't believe anything anymore yeah. you have to prove it so i invited people to our office i was like come down and have a look like yeah. we'll sign a deal with an nda where you can see what we're doing we yeah. might mask a bit of it but and, yeah, nobody really cared. We spoke to a couple of big streamers about it. They were going through the process, but then we realized that it wasn't going to take off, even though we knew we were going to lose 50K a year doing it. But I thought it was a way to give something back to the community so that it's helped stopped people being targeted underage or right. on Twitch for gaming reasons, because they could see who was actually doing it and who was doing it to be profiteering for example because a lot of the casino like casino grounds people they don't even accept subscriptions or bits or anything they're just literally there, having fun and also getting some money from affiliation at the same time but then you see these people pushing deposit here and enter into a giveaway or deposit again and we'll do this for you and that kind of thing it just it didn't sit right with me so i kind of wanted to help and do something about it yeah but yeah no it didn't work Oh, because yeah. everybody's greedy <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty much the end <laughs> yeah. of it I, yeah
0: i guess uh, most people who stream they just want to kind of relax and watch the versus stream they have yeah
1: and most people in gaming don't really give it a damn to be mm-hmm. honest mm-hmm. and all the people watching i mean you try t- try telling 40,000 people watching Ro- watching Rothstein, who might give away an iPhone 14 once a month yeah that it's not real because they like him
0: they like him yeah it's, 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 a, it's like, a show it's aspect like reality
1: tv yeah. and yeah it's 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 always going to be that way so am i happy they blocked it yes because it's it's bad for kids who are watching i mean when you're the younger you are the more susceptible you are to this kind of stuff yes and
0: why not why not just uh, block the category for 18 and under or 17 and under
1: because they they can't verify who's 17 and under
0: all right there's no kyc there's no kyc so
1: if twitch bought in 69 cent jumeo or someone else Mm -hmm. um automated verification of only their age yeah solves the whole problem Right. And, but Twitch isn't going to pay for every single person to verify their age. Yeah. Unless they can make the slot streamers pay for it if they subscribe to them. That could be the only way you do it. Right. So to see the slots, you have to verify.
0: Maybe it opens up a can of worms, too, because we, we see Twitch from a. Um from our bubble, say, which it's uh, or like we have filtered and we think about it from a from a gambling perspective. <laughs> 5% but, of what it is. I, yeah, but and, and also like zooming out on Twitch, uh, Twitch is a very controversial platform, not b- mainly because of the slots category, mm. right? Because of the soft core porn that is taking place so th- and, and constantly balancing between the two. And so you would make the argument that if you uh, if you put restrictions on the slot category, then that opens up the, uh, the the door essentially to uh expand on 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 uh, that type of regulation or the, the, those limitations to other categories as well which are much bigger
1: exactly right. i mean before i did the talk i gave next with with you guys i had a look on twitch as to what the top 10 channels were right and it was gaming shooting people shooting people shooting people shooting yeah. people and then three women sat in a hot tub <laughs> and i'm like Okay, so what are they doing and they're just they're <laughs> writing people's names on them if they donated a hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. Totally worth it. <laughs> so, so, okay. Uh, so, you donated, in other words? I donated 5,000.
1: Yes, I yeah, just yeah. wanted them to write IGP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is a great use of marketing budget for stake, perhaps, to get around the exactly. regulation. Yes, I, I just donate 5,000, put stake all over the I just gave the them money. your name.
1: They literally had Pierre just written across oh, it. So, that was three of the top 10 streams in the world, and the, one of them had 65,000 viewers. Yeah. And I, I looked at how many subscribers she got in the day, and that was 2,000. And she's making $3 from that. So that's 5K in an hour. Like, all right. like, Good for her. Good, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that is what Twitch is in some way. I get it from a gaming point of view, but the only thing is, is that you can't cross over the gaming channels to slots because that is where the problems start. I mean, FIFA's cutting it fine with their pack-buying... Thing. I don't know too much about that. Please don't ask me. But mm, I know um, you can buy packs and gamble to get like Ronaldo and Harland and stuff. And it's right. it's kids are spending a lot of money. I think there was in the news in the UK one kid spent twelve hundred pounds yeah, yes. with his mum's card accidentally. Yeah, loot boxes. And yeah, and just loot boxes. Mm. It's uh, it's yeah. Everyone's got some sort of gambling. It's just some are more heavily. Than the other ones. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, so it's a, it's a slippery slope, in other words. And I think uh, that's you know there, there's uh, there's been debate whether Twitch should, should um, kind of ban the uh, the slots category uh, outright. But again, it's a slippery slope because then the next question is does poker belong in this uh, category as well? Like, should you ban all gambling? You know what I mean? Like, the the poker um, streaming on Twitch is becoming much bigger as well, for example. And, uh, you you know, you could almost make the argument that uh, poker is, like, between chess and slots. And so, uh, you know what I mean? To some extent, it's It's uh, it's a highly strategic strategic Skill-based
1: RNG, (laughs) Yes. you call it that. Something like that, yeah. I I used to play, I think we had this guy, I used to play poker for a couple of years as a job. And, I mean, yeah. not very well. I think I made 30, 30K in two and a half years and realized I'd better paid actually working. And it's it's a fun game. There's there's obvious skill in it because, I mean, you say this uh, in the movie round, as they say, you see the same people at the World, table, world yeah. Series final tables, which is mostly true. Not anymore, there's too many people. But yeah. you can win if you're good enough. So I get that that would be allowed... Again, it should be age gated. It should be 18 plus for sure. Yes, But I don't have an issue with people streaming that because it's actually educational. Yeah, It's like you're not learning how to play slots better or how to beat the casino at roulette. But if you're watching poker streamers and they are giving their high level oversight, I hate the word high level, but I'll use it, <laughs> then you're actually learning something from them at the same time. So I kind of get that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. because you can you can get free coaching off youtube there's like big youtube poker stars like doug polk people like that yeah and the twitch streamers are on the on the same level i would say so yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, i think that the point is just that like it is it becomes a slippery slope and i think twitch wants to um avoid Having to take these uh, like uh, big steps to kind of ban a category outright, or um, or implement uh, very heavy restrictions on the streams, because it's just going to keep uh, going down the uh, the slippery slope to, uh, to, avoid, to to affect other categories as well. They, just, they just
1: need this wall. Behind yeah. the wall is yeah. slots poker 18 plus. To access that wall. The same as you have to do on Sky TV or anything. You have to verify that you're 18. Yeah. You can do it off a credit card. If you own a credit card, you have to be 18. Yeah. Enter your credit card and it'll charge you 10 cents. You right. can do it that way. Yeah. They just don't want to.
0: Yeah, because obviously there's additional friction and how much of their liquidity will they lose? You know, like 20%, 10%, 30%. That's, I mean,
1: can they build any more penis ships if they keep losing 20% of Amazon? <laughs> oh, he sold it now, hasn't he? D- they sold the amazon's been the guy um, what's his name jeff bezos jeff be- yeah the guy with a penis rocket he <laughs> he sold amazon or he's retired from amazon or something but i get it you if they keep losing their money yeah, they're not going to yeah. be able to afford more yeah. blue origin stuff
0: yeah yeah exactly no he 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 resigned as the ceo jeff bezos i think yeah yeah to uh, to pursue his personal activities and he did a good job let's be honest <laughs> insane but actually, there's, um, there's a fun graph if you look at the revenue breakdown of Amazon. That uh, well, we can take it back to the early 2000s, just before the IT bubble. Just to put some context into Amazon um, and the IT bubble overall, it took Amazon like 10 years to uh, recover uh, their share price after the IT bubble burst. <laughs> so at the height of the IT bubble, it's it it was not until like 2011 or 2012 where Amazon was worth as much uh, as it was in 1999 that's pretty pretty insane yeah Um, and uh, so the share price dropped like 95% or something like that and it took a time some time to recover Uh, but also if you look at Amazon today um, Amazon is operating on like a very thin profit margin super thin they are barely breaking even like uh, well it's <laughs> say barely breaking even they are making like yeah. you know a hundred billion dollars or something but one cent at <laughs> a time <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but I, I think actually i'm gonna have a look uh, here now on the i think uh, uh, amazon had a really uh, crappy report uh, here recently they lost quite a lot of uh, market cap i uh, know they didn't no uh uh let's let's don't see don't here when
1: while you google <laughs> i'll just keep talking about stuff
0: <laughs> no let's see here we can we will look at no they they actually dropped uh 20 uh here on on uh the, the other week which is like that's huge 20 percent is an insane amount right it's uh, it's like uh that's
1: three robin reed comments
0: <laughs> well, it, it's it's a lot more than that i think it's uh, like uh they, they are valued to like one trillion dollars um, or they, they used to be valued to so like 1.15 trillion dollars or something, so they lost like 200 billion. If, you, if you put there.
1: it as my company lost 200 billion, it sounds huge. But <laughs> someone says it was 1.2 trillion. Now it's one trillion. Everyone's gonna go um, still a trillion. Poor, yeah,
0: poor guys. Yeah. No, but I
1: mean, anytime you know you've made it when your company name becomes a verb. Like <laughs> I've googled it, googled I've it. Yes. it. It's yeah, yeah, just exactly. like okay, I FedExed it. It's yeah, just yeah. like these people just you know you're in.
0: Or oh, you know, like when you, uh, when you fall over on the street, like randomly, you, you call it, ah, oh, I, I failed.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Is that because it happened on the way It happened on the way here, yes, exactly. <laughs> not the first time that's happened. I'm like Jennifer Lawrence at the Oscars,
0: I fall over everywhere. <laughs> Story. But you know, you know uh, how you know that you are old, if you're old or not? It's uh, if you fall over and no one laughs at you, then you're old.
1: Oh no, i laugh at the old people to keep it real exactly but it's a compliment we went we went paintballing i'm going to show you i don't know if it'll come on camera but this, oh my this God. jesus christ i think you need to go
0: to the hospital ben.
1: i know i jumped I jumped, <laughs> I jumped off a jeep and did not land on my feet <laughs> Oh my god. I did shoot a lot of compliance people, so it's <laughs> so fast. it it evens out yeah. <laughs> it's not Hospital, it's
0: just oh my god! Jesus, Jesus, Christ! Well, no. well, take care, take care of that. You need to put a bandage on it at least.
1: No, it's brown because it's <laughs> an- antiseptic. on it. <laughs> not that
0: color <laughs> okay okay fair enough fair enough all right all right Let, let's uh, let's uh, take control over this podcast uh, again we, we go back a little bit again uh, Sure, to, uh, yes yes I, uh, I i'm doing my best there um <laughs> on the twitch uh, side of things too so after these uh, terms and conditions were updated i haven't checked myself now in the last like week or so but i know that some of the stream like obviously this this actually uh this actually uh got some of the uh, streamers from the crypto casinos to take action they are not streaming on twitch uh, as far as i know uh, any longer at least not the major ones uh, i saw that classy beef moved over to uh, this very controversial D-life. platform the live mm-hmm. Um, have you heard uh, I don't know if you know um, about like Rushstein and some of the others uh, Drake I have Stake made any comments like I I haven't checked myself lately I don't know no one's
1: commented there's nothing really happened I think everyone's expecting DLive to be the new slots stream place. I mean it's just what's gonna happen Um, I think there's not been anything tried on Twitch apart from a couple of reruns of older streams yeah but they're just getting taken down pretty quickly as soon as someone reports it
0: yeah i'm checking but uh,
1: actually to be fair i was speaking to kim from casino grounds and he had um a stream taken down because someone reported them for oh, really? regulated but all they had to do was prove like hang on we're playing at Leah vegas it's yeah. like how much more regulated can we get <laughs> and they're like okay we'll put you back on so pe- people are just starting to report yeah. these things now which is a good thing but also not necessarily a great thing if Twitch aren't sure what their own terminology means. Yeah, like yeah. If you can see someone's playing at Leo Vegas, Casumo, Betson, yeah. and they're getting taken down, yeah, it's like how do you, how do you how do you get around that?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm looking now as we speak as well on on uh, who was uh, arguably the the, the biggest uh, Twitch uh, casino streamer who's
1: the OG one.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, the OG uh, of, of the ones who are the actual streamers, not the uh, not the Twitch uh, streamers in general that were brought over from. Uh, by, by, by stake, but um, Rustein has not made any comments whatsoever since the uh, since the, t- the terms and conditions came into effect.
1: Maybe we're all lucky and he's retired. Because <laughs> if you think about it, this train wreck guy made about three hundred and sixty million dollars. Hmm. If we say has made what, say five percent of that? Yeah, maybe maybe he'll just go away with his 18 million and buy some hats and somewhere else <laughs> yes exactly
0: golden hats yeah, okay. now, the 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 last the last, um update that he made either on on twitch uh, sorry either on uh, telegram or um or twitter was from the 17th of october that was the day before the terms and conditions were enacted where he he did a stream together with drake mm. um another steak uh, streamer of course uh after that it's been silent. Maybe, maybe he's a rapper now.
1: Yeah. Could be. Could Him be and maybe. the other guy, the big American guy that they were with. <laughs> no, but it's like, the, it's like their, their biggest claim to fame is like they've met Drake now. Yeah. That's the coolest yeah. thing for them. <laughs> Otherwise, they're just streaming to 50,000 people, and half of them are probably children.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, man. Uh,
1: they want to win an iPhone.
0: Yeah, and, and um, when the terms and conditions came into effect, uh, the, the slots category dropped as well in the, in the rankings, oh, yeah. right? Went yeah. from,
1: what, like sixth or something to 40th? 40th, yeah. yeah I think crazy. now it
0: recovered a bit. It's on, like on like the 30th or 28th or something like this. I
1: had a look the other night. I was yeah. a bit, I was like at home bored. I so, yeah. thought see who's on Twitch. And apart from the like casino grounds guys and uh, Spintwix or someone, there wasn't yeah. there wasn't that many. So like the big ones no. are now the real ones. Yeah. yeah exactly. But I feel I feel better with the fact that I know that the ones streaming now are the yeah. ones who are RG friendly. Yeah. And they're depositing on sites which have KYC limits. Yeah. And which have blockers to stop people from under 18 depositing crypto. Yeah. Like that makes me happy.
0: What I hear, like the, the business model of Stake, uh, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you know anything more about this, but as far as I understood, basically the contract that they wrote with um, with their streamers like Drake, uh, Classy Beef, and uh, and Rostein, was that uh, they were given given a lump of money each month, mm-hmm. and. Um, they obviously are obviously not uh, allowed to just pocket this money, but they have to turn over that money on the stake uh, X amount of times in order to then, by the end of the month, uh, withdraw whatever is left. Uh.
1: I heard the same thing you did. I yes. don't know if it's true. That's yeah. the thing. I don't know. Um, I know that they were given exclusivity payments. Right. So in cash that they can keep. So they were given like a fixed. Yeah. amount that for them but i i would say that what you're saying makes a lot of sense yeah i mean i don't get why drake could do it i still can't get my head around why because i mean he isn't getting that much money i mean the man's worth 200 million or something at best guess and he's losing seven million in a night yeah in 20 minutes at one point yeah, yeah. it's
0: mm, no but th- but then can you about in how much he has paid Though, then i mean the uh...
1: it, but it's again like these the way to look at this and this is where i need to be really careful yeah is allegedly yes you can get one or two game providers to give you two integrations in your casino mm. one you pay on so that's the one that all your normal players will go on like fill slots or something and then I would charge the casino six percent of that revenue hmm. and then you can do a separate integration which I have to approve each player that goes on it and I charge zero okay so these people can lose that money on this one yeah are streamers and not pay me any money okay, okay. this okay. has happened yeah I, I know it's happened. I can't say to who it's happened because I did once and I got threatened with a lawsuit so fast. <laughs> I had to delete a LinkedIn Sorry. post. It's the one time I've done it. Oh, really? Seriously. Um, but that happens in at least three or four yeah. game providers, which are a yeah. medium to big size.
0: Right, right, right. Touchy subject.
1: For them. Yeah. yeah For me yeah. I'd love to say it. Yeah. yeah but exactly. yeah, I'd be blacklisted from the island <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a bag somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But no, exactly. it, it happens. Everybody knows it happens. It's just you don't yeah. you can't really talk about it. But yeah. that that's how they get around the cost of giving Drake two million to spend. Yeah. Is it doesn't cost them anything. No, no. You can't withdraw it and he's only allowed to play three or four game providers. Yeah. So that's exactly. why you don't see them on EVO.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause they, they, yeah, exactly. So there, there is uh, essentially the game providers would, uh, would would turn out so that there is no, uh, yeah, none of the um, none of the GGR that is generated yeah. goes to the provider essentially. So you can just play and play and play but, and play but you'll look, without you'll anything is leaking.
1: Them, yeah, you'll never see them on a Novomatic game. You'll never yeah. see them on one of the big big yeah. people because they're not allowed to play them. Right.
0: Right. So yeah. Right. Right. So I mean, Evo should have some, some kudos. No, oh, I, I respect.:
1: just, I, I fully I mean, my only issue with EVA is the one-stop shop that they're pushing now is a bitch to integrate. Really, it takes so long. Uh, but they're, they're obviously making everyone do this, but the one problem they have I don't know why I forgot this earlier is yeah. one-stop shop is, it's quite big. They've got a lot of providers inside of it. I get yeah. that they're trying to push you need this mm. to be a good casino It makes sense. but a lot of people use aggregators. So right. you need those aggregators to do the one-stop shop in order for you to benefit from this. And the problem is is that it doesn't really benefit the aggregator to redo it all again. Hmm. So it's it's going to take them a bit longer than I think they expected. Right, right. Which could explain a bit of the RNG stuff.
0: Right. C- can you explain the, uh, the one-stop shop uh, and uh, what it is? obviously evolution is? Uh, I handed this
1: all off to someone else. I've got a borderline <laughs> overview of this. Yeah. So you, instead of getting Red Tiger big-time gaming no you're see Evo Live and everything, Azugi through... Individual integrations, which takes anything yeah. between two to two weeks to six months. Yeah. Evolution has packaged it all together, made a one-stop shop. You integrate that, and you get everything. And then you get to and all providers. the same one. Yeah. They're going to change it a bit to allow more promotions, to allow more mm. different accesses to different stuff, different overlays, cooler yeah. features. Right. It makes sense to do it. Yeah. It's just to change it all takes some time, yeah. especially yeah. if you had all the old ones integrated that you now have to change. Okay. It just creates a lot of pressure on your technical team to do it sometimes yeah and it's it's a longer process than they thought so i think after they probably completed the one-stop shop sweep of the island and that of the world i think their rng numbers should increase increase a little bit right because then everyone will have access to the to the cool new stuff they're doing i guess yeah yeah and they can do exclusives on it as well so they won't put it live on their old integration but they will on the new one so they can kind of force you to take it
0: and, and so the the upside as well, if, if they make further acquisitions down the line. It's, it's all there. It's, uh, the, it's integrated it's immediately into a, the full uh, one-step one, shop. Yeah, yeah,
1: one day to change it on our side, maybe. Right, that? bam, like that, so so basically. So yeah, when they buy Light & Wonder, or whoever they're going to buy, yeah <laughs> SG, there's Light & Wonder.
0: <laughs> so, so that's the upside, essentially. It's that, uh, it's that previously, when they made an acquisition, uh, sure, they had great distribution of their current uh, brands, but uh, in order to integrate uh, the uh, acquisition, Acquired game studio. Mm. They would have to set those uh, deals up one by one. So exactly right. so This
1: this is it's a good mm. idea. It's a great idea yeah, yeah. building this little plug-in box It's like a like an IPTV box mm. Just as soon as they update it you get it straight yeah. away. That yeah. kind of thing is it's a good idea. Yeah, Bingo. Now, bongo, what they're bongo. doing is really cool. It's yeah. just slow. Yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> bingo bango. bongo, bongo. Uh, <laughs> so uh, d- d- lingering the uh, final part as well on Twitch is uh, we talked about uh, D live here which has been the, be- become kind of the, um, the alternative to the uh, say nefarious streamers that are not allowed on uh, on on Twitch any any longer mm-hmm. uh, and uh, if you go if you go on uh, DLive's live's wikipedia page um, I've never done this so I'm have you not done interested this? okay so I'm going to I'm going to do this now you'll see a pretty pretty interesting uh, kind of introduction of what DLive is and the purpose of DLive. <laughs> so essentially, um, DLive is an American video live streaming service which was founded in 2017. It was purchased by BitTorrent in 2019. So here comes the interesting part. Due to the site's lax enforcement of prohibited content guidelines, DLive has become a popular alternative to YouTube and Twitch amongst white nationalists conspiracy theorist and neo-nazist amongst other extremists
1: i mean that that's where i'd put my casino street <laughs> you've got a choice of me the kkk and donald trump talking at any one time <laughs> absolutely done. yeah exactly let's do some insurrection but first <laughs> let's do a bonus buy on Money Trade yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs>
0: um but uh yeah nonetheless i mean i must say that i'm quite surprised that uh that there isn't really an alternative to street Twitch yet. I, I would assume that... Um, there was Mixer,
1: but that ran out of money, so that closed yeah? down. Yeah. N-I-X-R, I think it used to be called. I, I knew a few streamers that streamed on Mixer. Okay. But okay. It, the interface was good, it was just, it, they didn't make any money, so they yeah, lost yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, Twitch. Exactly. But no, Twitch is just a good platform. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, but, but you you would imagine that uh, an, an, an operator like stake.com that made, I mean, fortunes through... Uh, making themselves known through uh, mm-hmm. through the streamers uh, would not just lay down flat and uh, not do anything uh, here. Obviously, it takes time to build platforms. If that's what they're looking at, or integrated put, within the operator. or I thought or something. they'd
1: have put strict streaming within their yeah within their site somewhere like Livespins, like spins, pretty right. much, yeah. or any of the other similar companies that do the same thing. Yeah, um, it's, it's just. Why would they not do that and go to d Maybe they're building it. Also, maybe yeah. they've worked out how expensive it is. Yes. It's that I think Evo's prices are high because the quality is good and the cost of that bandwidth and the video and the feed is expensive. Yeah. Especially to do that where it's being broadcasted to 200 million people at any one point. Mm. Like On the launch of Valorant, I think one of the online games, yeah. I think one Twitch streamer had 150,000 viewers at any one time. Like The <laughs> bandwidth for that is huge. Yeah, yeah I don't insane. get how Twitch makes money. Well, no. the so DLive clearly makes it by, you know, attacking the capital with all of the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so Bitcoin donations. Yes. BitTorrent. Bit, bit they have their own coin.
0: It <laughs> yes, isn't it's not worth it's anything, good. but they have some.
1: <laughs> like 5 billion of them I think and they're worth not point not not 7 yeah. cents. <laughs>
0: I think that the the casino streaming uh, category on the live is by far the most active uh, today on the on the entire site, basically. And then, uh, and then
1: I'd hope so because I really hope there aren't that many neo Nazis <laughs> yeah. in the world. Exactly,
0: it's a it's a limited demographic. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's like three of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. all in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so. I want to uh, just completely switch uh, topic uh, here, uh, Phil. Uh, the, the year is somewhat coming to a close here, and in in about two weeks' time.
1: Oh, in twenty twenty-two.
0: <laughs> <the>, yep, still. <laughs> Uh, so in, in about two weeks' time, we have uh, Sigma uh, coming up here, which is the last uh, big um, gaming show of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year has been packed with um, with exhibitions and conferences within the industry overall. Uh, what would what's your like rundown of the year from a conference perspective? And um, obviously, if there's anything that we hear is that uh, there's just too many events, too many things going on. Um, what what words exactly? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Too many events. <laughs> too too much fun basically.
1: it's like you meet the same people there aren't that many people looking to add new slots it's mainly for affiliates which makes sense it's mainly hmm. for a quiet acquisition and like new things that have come out but has there anything really changed between ice and like ice was in april yeah and then amsterdam was a month and a half later and then singapore was three four weeks after that and then barcelona was two weeks after singapore yeah, and then you have iGaming next In Valletta, which is a different kind of conference. Mm. Like that is about the people and learning and listening. You're there for the interactions more than that, which is why I love that show. It's great.
0: Oh my God, if you ever need a hype man, call Phil Pearson. Seriously.
1: I mean, (laughs) if you're ever going to invest, (laughs) Tim, if
0: you're listening. Tim invested for a reason. Yes.
1: Um, But no, that kind of like speaking on a stage with more than six people. Is it's crazy. It's weird. I would like That's it, and at the same time, I didn't think I would like it. But yeah. also to hear people agree with you, and to hear and to speak to people outside, where there's three or four hundred people smoking at any one time, because all people in gaming smoke, obviously, <laughs> um, for the stress. So it's like that. That is different. So like one or two of them a year, like you've done, makes perfect sense. But the fact that there's so many exhibition-based shows, like Sigma, there's also there's one right now in Miami. Yeah. There was G2E a couple of, about two or three weeks ago. It's, it costs, I worked out to send us with a stand to every single gaming show would cost somewhere north of 3 million. Yeah, And in a nice way, who to the hell is affording that? <laughs> it's like you're just not, you might send one person, but then how is one person going to,
0: Fast Track's been at every single
1: gaming show this year. F- fast Track, make that in a second. So, or Oracle. So, yeah, these people, like, they send someone whose job is just to go around the world, but how many people are they really going to meet without a stand, without a way to do everything? It's all social media. And all you're using social media for now is setting up meetings. Hmm. Why not just have the fucking meetings on social media? Yeah. It's just so much easier. And then just stick to four big events with a couple of the conference style events, do one every two months. Yeah. every three months. It's perfect. It's to everyone's jumping on the bandwagon of people want to go back and meet each yes. other. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I enjoyed SBC Barcelona. It was a really good show. Yes. But at the same time, I went to G2E Singapore, and there was 14 stands. There wasn't anything there i was literally at the show for 30 minutes before i thought holy crap i've literally spoke to everybody in here oh wow then went and had lunch and then went back again it was the exact same mm-hmm. it was the biggest waste of time ever sorry g2e but it was terrible <laughs> stick, stick to Vegas, <laughs> and then it, it just makes no sense why there's so many to me yeah. It, yeah. it feels like a scam on the iGaming gaming industry along with fake awards yeah these, yeah. these two are the big <laughs> ones <laughs> And then the fake awards are at The fake gaming shows. at the like, fake gaming shows. So,
0: exactly, it goes hand in hand somehow. So there's a gaming
1: but. show. There's a gaming show now for the Balkans, which okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. If you're in the Balkans, but Same then way. you have I, IGB is like a big one. So if you get the Balkans, you'll probably go to IGB. Yeah. So it's it's just so tailored and so niche now that there's yeah. just it's gonna get people are gonna stop going to them.
0: Is there, so, so we talk a lot about this internally too, that, uh, you know, this was kind of like a grace year where like everyone went, went through everything because, you know, everyone is just excited that the events are back kind of thing. I'm not even going to Sigma. You're not going? And you live miss. in Malta?
1: Yeah. <laughs> too much, too much taxis. <laughs> Take me four hours to get to Tali. <laughs> no, I'm, we're having a fake Sigma, so people are going to come to the office. So uh-huh. anyone that really wants to meet us, yeah. come, we'll have a lunch. Yeah. We'll give you some champagne in the office. 20, <laughs> 20 grand saved but. Uh, uh,
0: but what do you think uh, are some of the shows the next year that might not survive or, or maybe not next year specifically but uh, are there some shows that sh- should specifically some named shows that uh, just doesn't I'd, make I'd sense
1: I'd be shocked if G2E Singapore was still there next year mm-hmm. after what was there this year mm-hmm. I mean you couldn't I, we stayed in the hotel the Marina Base Hunt the most amazing hotel by the way yeah. that one with the boat on top of it with the three pillars it's beautiful Yeah, and it's on the racetrack it's like Amazing, yeah. And then you go into the conference room and there's no signs. So you're walking around, you're trying to find it. And it's literally the size of your office, Yeah, the whole thing. It's it was tiny. It was half of a half of a room. Yeah, And then compare that to ice when we're taking both sides nine deep. Yeah. It, I don't get how they'll keep that going. I think there'll be a kind of hedge back to the big four. And I think SBC Barcelona is now coming in as one of the big four. Yeah. And definitely that igb ice and g2e vegas i think will just go back to being the four and then you yeah. might send some smaller delegations to the little ones maybe mm-hmm. it depends if they work
0: do, do, do you think they do you think there, there's like spc barcelona and sigma malta are two very similar shows and similar sizes similar aspirations it's, is there is there like a, a kind of battle between those two do you think i think we, there's we, a, we both there's survive, a
1: battle in a way but i think i mean i mean this in a nice way to sigma but i think barcelona is a nicer place to go to hmm. i think because so many people from malta like we were on one of the direct flights to barcelona it's all iGaming. gaming
0: yes, yes and
1: there's five or six of them i'm speaking to people who are like oh yeah we've got to have two different layovers they're going through rome and london to get to barcelona yeah it's yeah it's like just swim it's, <laughs> then you've got like igamingboat.com if we built a boat like a cruise ship and just sent that from malta to the gaming show yes yes
0: i mean put some slot machines in there you know. Evolution could
1: sponsor it. Put three live casino tables and make a fortune. So do that and it's it's crazy. It's like there's just there's too many gaming shows and especially the one in Malta, the what we worked out about this is we have sold sites in different locations quite easily. Like ICE, we'd normally have quite a few different clients and we'd leave there with a few deals. IGB Amsterdam is also really good. SBC was great. But Sigma, we had the problem of the only people really going were the people already in Malta, so we don't really see the point. Okay. And these people we can just find on LinkedIn and bring them to the office. Yeah. So I think Barcelona and the size of it and how well it was done, how respectful it was done to people as well. It's like you didn't have any issues. Mm. The only possible issue was it was a bit of a queue to get in on the first day. It's like you have the city, you have all of the transport links for it. Yeah. It's like Malta, I don't think is has the capacity to handle Sigma no. I, and I think while they make it a good week for the people coming I think it's more of a, a niche experience than it is going to be a long-running thing <laughs> I think they should have done it in a different country yeah, but yeah. that's just me and I'm often wrong.
0: <laughs> well, the um, obviously what Sigma has for it is the fact that the entire ecosystem is here. So, yeah. uh, uh, so actually to to attend and to exhibit uh, you don't have to fly the entire stuff here. It's actually for that's many why, of that's the That's why
1: it works. But again, yeah. then you're only meeting people out here, which yeah. is why you're not selling or making as much as you would, yeah, in London or right. in anywhere else. So right, I, right, think, right. I think it's Especially if Malta loses gaming, which, if this tax changes and is yeah. possible, right? Then what are you going to do? Yeah, that yeah, that 2023, 2024 is going to be really interesting for if uh, we all stay in Malta.
0: But do you think so? The um, potentially the the, um, the corporate tax her- harmonisation by the G40 or whatever it is—the mm. uh, uh, the fact that um, uh, that we might see a global regulation of. Um, uh, of corporate tax at a minimum of fifteen percent, whereas Malta today um, uh, has this uh, foreign corporate entity structure of five percent. Yeah. Uh, so that would mean, uh, yeah, at, at minimum, uh, co- uh, corporate tax will increase ten percent. Do you think that will mean an exodus in Malta?
1: It could if you go to a non G forty country. But where,
0: if- where would you go though? I mean, because the, the, you have the talent is here. I mean,
1: but you would, you you do, but. again at the same time all the people here can work remote like right now it's literally being proven that hybrid and remote working works you can put everyone on a service agreement out of belarus Mm -hmm. and or bulgaria or somewhere like that and estonia where there's their own license so like these people don't have to follow their rules I, i i wouldn't be surprised if that happened and then there was a lot of remote workers who just lived in malta Maltese tax, but the companies got away with saving ten percent by moving abroad. Yeah, yeah. Would not surprise me. Yeah, and if anyone can find the loophole, I think we have the industry to find that
0: loophole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I also think, um, you know, I've, I've heard uh, a lot of talk about this uh, the corporate uh, tax uh, structure and and. Um, I don't know. I, f- I think Malta will always figure out a way to incentivize the organization. So say that uh, you pay ten percent more tax. Like the, the Maltese government will ins- incentivize these companies in some other way. Oh, yeah, They'd they find to a, a way
1: to so. leave twenty grand on the street every day for you or something? <laughs> they would find a way to do that. Um, I think if it came to Malta worrying about losing it, I wouldn't. I mean, they, no. they could find a tax deduction, income tax deduction, or mm. th- some different ways of doing it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I think Malta is fine. Honestly, like after twenty something years of building uh, infrastructure in the uh, in the gambling sector, the only government in the world who is uh, gambling friendly, so to say, um, and supports the industry, I think we're we're we, we have a pretty good standing here, even with the even with we even with a little bit higher taxes.
1: I heard Panama is not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mentioned well.
0: There's a, there's a lot of transparency within Panama, no, at least. Uh, yeah,
1: everything's written down. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny podcast. So
0: it's to <laughs> at least for us. At least for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, t- t- take, again, taking a step back here onto the gaming shows. Uh, so, so did, did you hear? Did you go to WGS? Anytime. No. Have you ever been the there? The
1: one that used to be in Barcelona. Yes. No.
0: It's been there for like 16 years WDS. Oh, that yeah, no. Oh, no, okay, okay. do not definitely. Okay, so th- they announced uh, uh, it's owned by Terrapin, which is um, one of the biggest uh, conference organizers in the world. Mm-hmm. So Clarion and Terrapin, they are like head to head essentially. And uh, Terrapin they aren't doing that much gambling, as, uh, as Clarion Gaming is doing of course. Uh, but um, WDS was the was the gambling conference that they had established, but they actually announced uh, yesterday that it's uh, closing down uh, the uh, uh, WDS. So that is one of the first victims in this kind of saturated markets. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, which is sad. You know, WDS. It was a really nice conference. Barcelona at the W. Always a nice crowd. Always with, like really senior people there. But well, they did. It. It's just a difficult, difficult market right now. It is, especially for
1: yeah. senior people. Like it's, it's hard to get. Like if you're walking around, you will see a lot of AMs, a lot of sales managers, BDMs, mm. but you yeah. won't see that many. Big senior positions, hmm. so I, I find it I find it cool if there is like at next there was a lot like I yeah. ran into the CEO of like six different companies, yeah, yeah. and they they talked spoke like they knew me and I was like oh this is cool <laughs> I should really be your high person for this yes, ne- yes. next year on LinkedIn <laughs> yes, yes yes I want fifty <laughs> euros um, yeah, so I think this is that kind of a gaming show will always have a space mm. but I think is there room for more than three or four big shows yeah. where it's just for even the people who want to come and see the games it's like yeah. i don't think thats i don't no. think we can keep up with how many we have it's um, too expensive it's way too
0: expensive y- yeah exactly and, i mean then next year you have like a lot of new shows being added so yeah. uh, so sigma is launching four new shows I, next I, year. I think yeah.
1: that might be a one-off yeah <laughs> like, for launching four, a couple of them may stick but yeah
0: but there's like there's qu- quite some interesting ones. I mean, they are launching Africa, which is kind of um, that, that one. could be good. Which is kind of lacking mm-hmm. uh, a, a show at the moment. There's been some attempts previously. I know Rory, our had uh, a commercial. He um, he did an event in Kenya, I believe. They did Klang. Ice Africa once. Yeah, that was uh, Rory, who is known for us, who used to organise that event as well. They did that, dabbled in it. It didn't really work out, kind of thing.
1: No, <laughs> we said no. We were asked to exhibit Ice Africa when it was in, I think Johannesburg. I think the, the first one was in Johannesburg, like 2019, okay. 2020, yeah. 2019. Yeah. And the price of a stand it started off quite high and then you could mm. see it was coming down. Mm. So you're like, okay, I'm okay. struggling yeah, yeah. to sell. We see what's happening here. Right? It's like now, like Clarion for Ice is trying to sell me a triple the price it was last year. And yeah. I'm like, okay, come on. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. It's increasing a lot.
1: They're all increasing. Yeah. SBC is increasing, ice is increasing. I yeah. mean, there are ways where you can pay the same, but yeah. they, they are busily selling out these yeah. spaces. Yeah.
0: I heard from someone yesterday who said that uh, Sigma had also like tripled the prices from the year before.
1: Sigma was expensive this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the reason why we're not going. Just <laughs> because there's just no need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I but mean, but Sigma sendi- is fine. They are selling out the show anyway. Exactly. So. We're sending yeah. a few people. They'll have yeah they'll go and investigate but especially when they launched the thing about no loitering at stands
0: yeah i saw that too i said well, what's the point of I going yes I, I saw yes i saw this as well
1: i've waited at, well i was waiting at the play and go stand for like 20 minutes once i'd be thrown out for that <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> waiting for the head of am like, come on
0: <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was a bit aggressive statement yeah,
1: they're okay with like naked people fighting they're okay with putting a 1,000 people with COVID in a very tight space. They're okay with breaking the health and safety rules of every place they've been to but you're not allowed to loiter a stand. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, to... I know that sounds really mean, but it's, it's true. They want to yeah. get away with all this stuff that happened last year and not have any side effects from it, hmm. but then bring out these requirements for yeah. if you're going to attend, you have to have meetings everywhere you're going. Yeah. It's all what? Just stand outside? Have you, have you <laughs> been to Sigma? Outside is full. Yeah. It's just full outside. There's nowhere to go. It's <laughs> like nine toilets for a million people. <laughs> Take the meeting out the toilet. Too. I've done yeah. that before. I was like, where should we meet? I said, outside the toilet. Outside the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. wasn't didn't go down the best way they went Are you being serious I was like it's the only place I know where it is yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, well, well we'll
0: see how it goes there I mean uh, the, the, the show has been well, well attended you know the, it's very well attended um, my question mark is with Sigma is always the same which is because there are so many people outside at Sigma and mm-hmm. kind of much of the uh, much of the conference is based on the fact that it's a kind of like a hybrid inside outside version yeah um, what happens if it rains you know because the, the, uh, the,
1: sh- the um, I'll be waiting for
0: this yeah because I mean the, um, the attendance numbers say on especially day one inside its packed mm-hmm. right so you have kind of 75% of the delegates are uh, are inside 70% are inside and then something like 30% are, are outside of the tent and uh, if it would rain i don't know if you'll fit the people inside
1: i, I don't think even health and safety won't be allowed i mm-hmm. i mean not that they care that much about that but i mean it's it's risky. I've been waiting yeah. for it to rain at Sigma for a long time. Yeah. Every single time I go to Sigma in the past, it's been 25 degrees. Yeah. And I'm regretting the clothing that I'm wearing. <laughs> and I'm wishing I was just an affiliate in a T-shirt, shorts, wandering <laughs> around going like, it's cool. But it's a good reason for being in the office. Yeah. We have coverage. But no, yeah. I think... The weather forecast looks all right for it but i would love to see it rain for an hour just to see what happens to see what happens like will the infrastructure hold up yeah like yeah. can the taxi still get into Tali to pick everybody yeah, up yeah yeah exactly because if you leave there too late you, you don't get home till 10 o'clock
0: that's, yeah that's um that is that is a bit uh, the issue i would i would i yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit like concerned what would happen if 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 it would be uh, um if 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 they were to be unlucky in that in that regard you know 'cause there isn't really a plan b thats, the, that's the uh no, that is the difficulty out
1: there the joker from Dark knight in me wants to see what it happens, just to see the chaos. <laughs> you just want to see the world burn. I just want to see it burn, yeah, yeah. just just for five minutes. I don't want to like, have any lasting impact. I just want to see what it looks like to have 25,000 people rush into a space built for 2,000 people <laughs> with naked people dancing around it, like that kind of thing. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> I heard as well that uh, the um, that Sigma is ex- expanding uh, this year's went out to the uh, neighboring fields. Yeah, they um, built
1: some kind of... New kind structure. of like an entertainment
0: area kind yeah. of thing. Um, and, uh, well, yes, there is a, there's a, um, a second structure, which is uh, for expansion of the conference itself, mm-hmm. uh, or the, ex- the exhibition itself, so there's more stands kind of thing. But what I heard, I don't know if it's, if it's the case, but it was one of the suppliers that told me that uh, uh, Sigma is also expanding um, into the fields uh, for a more like kind of... Uh, how would you call it, like, more like uh, entertainment area where you can kind of have a couple of beers or kind of hang out in the oh, park. Like, like and stuff the
1: and festivals that. they have out there, like a bit more of a... Yeah, kind of like, that's kind a, of like that's that. That's a
0: cool idea. But yeah, no, nonetheless, I mean, uh, you know, we, we can speculate and so on and so forth, but the fact of the matter is that since 2014, Sigma has gone from strength to strength. The, the event is growing. I mean, it's a fantastic show. We do a lot of business there. For us, it is um, probably the most important show of the year um and uh and, and for others as well and what sigma does really well is the fact that they are able to attract um a whole different demographic of exhibitors so like we go through the exhibitor list and there's like many companies you've never heard of there's uh, a
1: lot uh, but this comes down from i think emin's contacts with yeah. all these industries that none of us know much about like yeah. crossover crypto payment people yes for this stuff it's cool mm. I ju- I, my only issues is with the the logistics and of the yeah. respectability to the attendees of it from last year, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and for us, for, for like a white label casino company, it's I think it's less of one of the mm. bigger ones because okay. people here we don't need. But for you, yeah, obviously it makes makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, That's why sure. there's two two or three different demographics for every show. Yes, like ICE is probably one that attracts everyone. Yes, uh, along with I mean probably Vegas, but. Then the other two, you've got the ones for affiliates, you've got the ones for casinos. Yeah. SBC is now trying to be the new ICE. I would yeah. say they have yep. these different rooms for things. I mean, the Molly Bloom talk was cool. That was, that yes. was full. Like she was, she came to our stand and threw the beanbags. <laughs> How never, did she you do? You've never done that. Yes, I did. Did you? Yes. All right. Yes, you I did not very good ice. at it then. Well, I, I hit the first one and then I screwed up. And yeah. I got too good confidence and I, I, I screwed it up. There's a new game coming for ICE. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> We're giving away tickets to Wimbledon, I think. Oh, well. Yeah, everyone wants to go to Wimbledon. So what is better than throwing a a bag at a target? Watching Molly Bloom throw a bag at a target was fun. I mean, she was not very good, but she didn't have any practice. (laughs) And she apparently was very (laughs) jet-lagged. But no, it's always run by random lucky people. Yeah, It's just pure, pure luck if you win it. But it was was created for this reason. So, I mean, I came up with it randomly throwing a ball against the glass when I was stressed. I thought, I could do this at ice, and then just came up with the whole... Because there's nothing that it's it's kind of like yeah, nothing, yeah, everything's digital yeah there's nothing analog like this is the only analog game you can play
0: yeah it's almost like the uh, the, the um, isaac newton moment where the uh, apple falls into the hand i mean the field person you had well, this me on that. the head yeah
1: <laughs> yeah the ball came back and hit me on the head and i thought well, this will be fun exactly yes but i messed it yeah, up no. for ice like the design was <laughs> terrible but we've changed it now right. um i think the next one might involve ducks so oh hmm I know no one cares about this, but yeah. we, we have the busiest stand at every gaming show because there is a queue to play the game. Yes. In fact, they don't want to come and buy anything from us. Cause, I mean, who would? But <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to sell. <laughs> We're busy. Um, they come to play the game, and like we get a lot of contacts. We meet a lot yes. of people. We get a lot of yes. good deals. We've been able to get a lot from game providers from this. So right. having something fun at a stand... Makes a lot of sense. You see a lot of people go very old school and have nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, a like bar. A but you paste. can get
1: drinks from anywhere. So like do something yeah. different. Yeah. Have someone breathing fire. Like, that would be cool. <laughs>
0: Speaking about health and safety. Yeah, like what was it? Gana,
1: Gana Patti took Usain Bolt and paid him a yes. stupid yeah, amount yeah, yeah. of money. That's next door to our stand. Yeah. yeah. We were right next door.
0: And, and then, obviously, f- Ganapathy turned out to be, like... W- w- an absolute scam. An absolute scam, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they got Bolt but they to got come a, Bolt. And, and DJ. Yes. Yeah,
1: and he DJed for five minutes. I mean, we, we went to meet him. My boss met him, and then he just ran off before I could meet him. I think he must have gone he, he ran fast. Because, he was, I mean, I could have taken to. him. <laughs> he didn't have his shoes on. Um, so, yeah, so he was there. It was cool. It was like seeing these different kinds of things was is interesting. It's just everyone goes quite basic i think because you just you can't afford to do so many different things like it cost me eight thousand euros to build the target wall Mm. and that's just a piece of plastic with some metal on it so imagine what people are spending to ship all this stuff around this is the reason why i think online stuff is going to be a bit more prevalent and we'll see less exhibitors to gaming shows look at it It went full circle for you Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so so last uh, uh last topic of today i want to just uh, go through before we call it quits of today but um phil you are a man of charity here uh, obviously you launched the um, a- initiative here to save the animals uh, through donations to uh, mspca uh, you mentioned that you are a poker player being a d- Speaking about donations, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, anyway, An yeah, I, don't, I don't know if anyone got that joke, but anyway. Um, uh, so, so, <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, we'll focus on the MSPA thing uh, as well. So, you 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 did your charity initiative, raised a couple of thousands of euro uh, to this local charity that is looking to uh, to uh, um, that is um, uh, a shelter for abandoned animals and mm-hmm. and and, and uh, dogs and cats and stuff like that, um, and. Uh, I want to to just raise a question like the gaming industry has been accused by many of many charities who don't allow um, gambling companies to donate to them. Uh, they have been accused of whitewashing. So um, obviously, the gambling industry is a stigmatized industry, and uh, many charity companies think that. Uh, that the gambling industry is just trying to donate just for whitewashing purposes, so to say. Um, Is it the gambling industry's place to conduct any form of uh, charity initiatives?
1: I I think we should. Hmm. I mean, the the reason why I do it is because, I mean, without trying to sound egotistical, but I have a good reach on LinkedIn. It's like people generally know, oh yeah, you're that guy who says that stupid shit. But yeah, that's me. So I can use this to help People that's important. So I do that without attaching it to our company generally Um, The reason why it's a bit stigmatized is because if you see someone do anything good All the iGaming industry wants to do is tell everybody about it It's like no one has ever done anything good without telling anyone about it afterwards Mm. It's like if we start to just like if I don't know a random company donates half a million euros to charity doesn't mention it and it's just a charitable donation they would accept that every time but it's because they don't want to be associated with the name and with the company that's doing it i think we're lucky to get in between because we're not like a big operator we're not a big game provider we're not pushing anything we just we build the technology so i think we can get away with a little bit but at the same time we do i have had a couple of questions when i've tried to raise money before like last year i raised Four thousand euros to get a kid who was dying of cancer mm. over to the playmobile factory, okay. when he was able to tr- to fly, which has mm. only I think just happened now, or about to happen, and that mm. took a year to get him over. But we raised the money for that um, on, only on LinkedIn, mm. and they accepted it because it's a person. But I've tried to raise money earlier this year for a company, and they said no. Yep. So it is stigmatized, and we should find a way around that. But how? Yeah, because <laughs> if if it's only good if you can use it for marketing, is the view of a lot of people.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, but you used to do it though.
1: You did it for the I can't pronounce it in Maltese, but the old president lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, that yeah. was at the first ne- first idol I was at, but you didn't yeah. really make a big deal out of it.
0: No, I mean uh, we. We made the the refugee question, our question, when mm-hmm. uh, when the uh, like at the peak of the uh, uh, of the um, refugee stream from Northern Africa uh, took place in like the mid 2010s. Um, the president of Malta at that time, um, Marie Louise Colera Preca. Yes, I, <laughs> that's a that's a handful. Plus two Maltese points for you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, she made that question uh, her main question uh, as the president and uh, you know she should have all the credits in the world because uh, in malta the refugee question is very it's polarized let's say mm. um and most of most of the island is very against uh, kind of the, the, the any form of uh, kind of uh, yeah taking care of the refugees taking in the refugees and so on and so forth the, um this is an island culture and they and the, they are very protective over their culture here but um Maria Luisa Preca, she should have all the critics in the world because it, politically it was the completely wrong thing to do, but uh, she believed it in her heart that uh, every person and, and every human being, uh, every life is one life, and and uh, and uh, she um, made it a point to uh, to uh, to. To um, entice people to donate to this cause mm-hmm. and so we hosted a couple of events together with her uh, where we involved the gaming industry uh, to get donations from the industry into some of the initiatives here there was a, a an organization an ngo called Copin. Copin? they made it uh, their mission to integrate refugees into society here, so they, uh, they, they taught the refugees English, uh, they took them on kind of cultural tours and, uh, uh, and um, made sure that the refugees could have a path to into the workforce essentially, um, and so super, super cool initiative, and uh, we, we, we did a couple of events with them and the president, and uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope we can start doing it again, it's been a bit crazy times lately, and I guess these are bad excuses, but...
1: Uh, but I hope that we can do it soon again. Then yeah. no, it was really cool when you did it. It's like you see you see people do small things, yeah. but you don't really see people do that much. But I try and do mine, aiming it at people like Tim Heath, like legend. <laughs> he he donated <laughs> money personally. He didn't mention it. He hasn't no. mentioned it to anyone. He didn't yes. mention Yolo or hashtag no. it or anything. Absolutely. Um, the Casino Guys guy gave money. Gave money. They didn't yeah. mention Casino Guys. It's like the people. Yeah. I, this this might be a bit confrontational, but generally in iGaming. Everyone is overpaid. I mean, if, if you're in the, I came from the UK, I was like good at sales yeah. and I was, I was selling telecoms, broadband um, utilities and the basic wage was like 25K Yes, and the commission was good obviously, but you get it if you sell it. You come over here and the basic wage for an account manager at some places is 50K <laughs> And that's for Junior. Yeah. And you're, you're coming in and you're like, Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. It's like, okay, so you see some, like, I know a senior salesperson in Maltz who cleared nearly 300K last year. Oh my God. And he's not a head off position. He's wow. really good at sales. Jesus Clearing course. 300K. Put that in the UK, you'd make 50 or 60. So I aim yeah. mine to trying to focus on the people who make a lot of money mm. and might be not really greedy. Yeah. So <laughs> might give a little bit away. <laughs> so that's, that's where it works. You donate, obviously, because you're a legend. Mm. Tim Heath, <laughs> anyone in this office, all pretty nice. But there's just so many people that like read the post that don't do anything. Yeah. And it's just, I'm trying to slowly get through to them. Because if I just get a few of them yeah. to donate 0.1% of what they earn in a month, yes. that can clear the 50K I'm going to try and raise next year. Right, right.
0: Talk about that. So you have the 50K <laughs> target for yeah. MSPCA. So the
1: MSPCA is opening a new wing. So they own a long piece of land in Floriana hmm. opposite some big... Gaudy Maltese building where they do Department of Pensions or something and they have, they're basically getting a little bit of a car parking space for people and they're opening up a bigger wing for dogs because they only have 12 spaces for dogs because they're not like the kennels you see on TV in these documentaries, they're really quite spacious Like I could fit in one walk around and throw a ball for a dog inside of the kennel it's that big yeah. but they have space to run around in, and they can only fit 12 so they obviously can't rescue that much and they work with the animal um, com- animal people the police in Malta that will rescue yeah. the animals and bring them so they're opening up a bigger wing to allow for more larger animals and then I think their plan is to open like a daycare facility so if you work in the letter or you want to take you can drop your dog off at the like cool daycare place for dogs and they will look after the dog for a few euros a day because it's a charity hmm. so they're funding building that i think it's going to cost them 80k they said i was speaking to the yeah. owner lady there so i'm going to try and help them raise 50k next year through a variety of interesting things yeah from me just droning on about it on linkedin to i might do some kind of Pierre style run (laughs) across Malta or something and and I'm super in shape secretly but yeah or just come up with some different inventions over the year and then do like a big just giving page and then donate the money at the end because the problem with Maltese charities you can't have a just giving page or a Facebook giving page you're not allowed Okay. I think the FIAU listing had something to do yeah, okay. with it, maybe, but mm. you can't sign up for direct donation, okay. so I have to collect it and then right. give the money distributed. Distribute over. it, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, luckily, I mean, they give receipts and everything, so we're good, but mm. it's it's just a messy way of doing it. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and raise them 50K in a year if I can. Yeah. And then I would I would like a, an iGaming Idol Award for being a legend. Please. <laughs> exactly. Okay, please do we'll, we'll, we'll do the charity award over the year. The Phil Pearson Charity Award. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, just give it to me in the alley behind it. <laughs>
0: there you go. Nice. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of extra trophies here, but I've seen them. <laughs> you know, you never know when we have a nice meeting and here's a trophy. Take in my participation one, one yes. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye uh, uh, open, essentially, on the LinkedIn updates uh, for the next. Uh, I'm going to try and make here,
1: it right? fun. Uh, yeah. Like we might, I might like run a charity pub quiz. Hmm. I'm going to try and speak to a couple of places to let us use their yeah. location. I've been trying to do weird awards for a long time but it keeps I've even bought a domain it just takes too much time to do it so yeah we're going to come up with a couple of things next year and try and hopefully get close to 50k but if anyone's listening who has too much money and wants to try and channel the inner Tim Heath and donate some of it and Pierre then please do (laughs) but next year so save it
0: yeah, 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 well, there's a lot of people with money in this industry. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: 380 million in the bank. Are you going to miss 50K, Evo? Are you? <laughs> Are you really? Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Be like the little cat in the memes, just like <laughs> Exactly. You're just going to turn up at Evo's office with a message saying Todd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> Final question for you, uh, Phil. If you would summarize the gaming industry in three words, what would those three words be?
1: The whole industry. Yes, sir. Oh, that's not my three words, but. <laughs> the whole industry. Great, thank you. Thanks, good night. Um, innovative. Sneaky. We have to get around the rules somehow. Yeah, yeah. And capitalism. I like it. I like it. That's a good summary. I mean, we're innovative, but in a way that's kind of selfish, but at the same time, some people yeah. aren't. So yeah, yeah, there's yeah. different aspects to that. I like it. Read like into it. it what you will.
0: Perfect way to round off the uh, the podcast today. Uh, Phil, it's been an honor to have you here as my very first guest in this uh, studio. Thank you very and much. And looking forward to have you back here again. And thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Whoop, whoop.